0: This week's parsha, Parshas Baaloischa, has um, many, many fascinating stories in the parsha. It's actually uh, a lot of uh, svarim make an effort to try to figure out how to link together all the things that are happening in the parasha because they seem so disjointed. Um, I want to focus on two things because there's a contrast uh, in the parasha which teaches us a very important lesson about how to give criticism, rebuke, Constructive criticism, which is something that we engage in all the time, whether we like it or not, or whether we think we are or not, <laughs> we uh, we are actually doing it. So there's a way that it works, and that's what the Torah is trying to communicate to us. So in in the in the middle of the parish show, uh, Yisrael left Har Sinai, and Chazal say they were not happy at that point. They were Katinic Aberech and They like had enough, so to speak, whatever that means on their level, and they ran away. And at that point, they started complaining. And what did they complain about? It's not clear. First, it just says they complained in a general thing, and Chazal have a whole bunch of different, um, a whole bunch of different things. Uh, what they might have been complaining about and then they were punished immediately a fire came and burnt many of them and they were punished for that complaint. Then they start complaining about the Mun and that were more familiar with they said the Mun is like this and the Mun is like that and it's like and they had all kinds of issues and the Torah says the mon is amazing. And then they got the Slav, they got this bird, this fatty bird and they ate it and they got sick a second time they got punished. So this is the Chet mentioned in the middle of the parasha where Klai Yisrael started complaining, being unhappy, and they were punished in one of two ways. All the way in the end of the parasha is a very well-known story where um, Aaron and Miriam say what seems to be Lashon Hara about Moshe Rabbeinu. They criticize what he that he separated from his wife, Zippaira. Um, which he essentially did because HaKadosh Baruch Hu had commanded him to do, but they weren't aware of that. So they criticized him for that, and they didn't understand what was the difference between them and him. They were Nebiyim as well. They didn't separate, and he did. Why did he do that? So they criticized. They they between themselves spoke about him, which had, had which was considered Lashon Hara. And as a result, Hashem appeared to them. Hashem rebuked them. And then Miriam was punished with Tsaras. <clears throat> she was a uh, serial <coughs> leprosy for seven days, and uh, she had to wait outside the machna, but all of Kali Yisrael waited for her, they didn't leave because of her, which was a tremendous, co- tremendous coven uh, to, to her, and uh, that, was, that was their punishment, that was the rebuke, and they, uh, they moved on. And we have a mitzvah to remember this, Zakharasha HaShara HaShem Miriam, it's one of the seven zechir, it's one of the things you're supposed to remember, because not specifically you have to remember what happened to Miriam, but we're supposed to remember this as to keep ourselves away from speaking Lashon Hara. So now you look at the way Claudius Yisrael complained and they had an issue, they did something wrong and they were, they were dealt with harshly and swiftly and punished with uh, terrible punishment and then you see the way Kodesh Baruch Hu deals with Aaron and Miriam who also sinned according to their level. And uh, he treats them with kid gloves. So you look especially the way. We'll see in a minute how Hashem talks to them. Uh, they're ha- handled very gently. And we know that generally it's not the rule. Generally the tzaddikim are held on an even higher uh, standard, and they're punished even more severely than your general populace. Akajojborko's medacticum Saddikim, He gives them the worst punishment. And yet over here, it seems to be a very different approach. Now what's truly happening, though, is that Hu is giving them rebuke. And in the process of giving them rebuke, we learn a, a great many important things about what is the correct way to give rebuke if you wanted to actually accomplish something. So let's see how he does it. He starts, Hashem uses the, the, this very interesting choice of words. By Yoymer, Hashem said, no dvarai. Please listen to what I'm saying. So Hashem says, Please. That's right? <laughs> unusual. Hashem generally commands us what to do. So Hashem says, "Please to them. Please listen to what I'm going to say." <laughs> if you are a neviim, but you just see a vision, a mara, um, you you see it as through a dream, which is not so clear and not so not such a, a such a um, close connection to Hakadosh Baruch Whereas how Rabbeinu was aspekari uh, he spoke. Face to face, so to speak, Ta'Kadish Baruch Hu with uh, the utmost clarity, the greatest clarity that any Navi ever did. But Hashem is beginning to present the difference between them and Moshe Rabbeinu. He starts with by saying Shimuna, right? And Rashi explains: Na means Lashon Bakasha it means it means please. It's a it's a respectful request. So now, why did Hashem have to request them? to listen. So so, so Sizcham explains that even though Hashem was angry at them, as the Pasuk does say, Hashem," Hashem did get angry at them, nevertheless, Hashem spoke to them with respect and calmly, because if He would have addressed them in anger, and would have communicated His anger initially, they wouldn't have been able to listen. Right. So we're talking about Hashem, and we're talking about Aaron and Miriam, the greatest people right in history, and yet, if they would have been addressed in anger, it wouldn't have been able, possible, Hashem wouldn't have been expected from them to be able to listen, right? So, we can make the 17,000 Ka'al for ourselves, right? And Both the, how difficult it is for us to listen to any kind of rebuke or criticism when it's given out of anger uh, or, or hurt or anything. And likewise, if we need to give rebuke or communicate any kind of criticism or constructive criticism, it can't be with any anger if we want to it be listened to. You know, we can do what we want. But if we have any kind of expectation of someone listening, it can't have any. It can't have any anger. Um. <clears throat> now, in the course of the criticism, Hakadosh Baruch Hu explains the difference between their level of nevuah and Moshe's Maisha level, Moshe's level of prophecy, which required, and that's why he was required to separate from his wife, and they were not. Now. Hashem didn't really have to explain all that, right? Hashem could have just said, listen, I commanded him to separate from his wife, so what he did was justified. But Hashem didn't do that. Hashem actually explained to them what the difference was, why it was that he his Nebuchadnezzar was different than theirs, right? So what was what was going on was um, Hashem was getting to the last line, really, which was, Why weren't you afraid? Why didn't you have Yira? Why didn't you have more awe so that you would have prevented you from speaking about Moshe, meaning to say I understand that you didn't understand the difference between you and Moshe Rabbeinu and therefore you made this mistake, fine, but what I could hold you responsible for is that you should have had more awe, you should have had more fear of the greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu, which you did recognize his greatness and he was the servant of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he is Abdi, he is Moshe, how could you not have had that awe which would have prevented you from talking about him? And. Now, this is an important approach in criticism, criticism as well, because if you tell a person what their mistake was, so they can say, oh, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't know, right? So Hashem said, I, would have, I commanded Moshe um, to do this, so, okay, sorry, we didn't know. We would have known, we would have said, right? Now, nothing would have been learned from that. Nothing would have, they wouldn't have changed as a result. We made a mistake, it happens, you know, people make mistakes. We didn't know, <laughs> what should I do? I didn't know, right? So uh, if you tell a person that they they wronged you, they can say, I didn't mean it, right? Or I didn't mean it for you to take that way. And fine, that might be all you want. And that might be, you know, enough. But if you actually expect some kind of a change in the person, because you know that what caused them to do that to you or to someone else was because of a problem in their midas, because of a lack of sensitivity, because of a lack of whatever it was that they were missing in their midas, that's what caused them to do that it needs to be pointed out, because otherwise they won't have direction to know what to improve. So, when Akash approached Baruch I mean Aaron and Miriam and explained to them what their mistake was, he explained to them what they didn't know, but then he said, that's not the problem. The problem is, There was a lack of, of yira on your level, and that is something that can be improved upon. That is something that you can fix. That is something I, could, I can hold you responsible for and that you, need, you now know what it is that you need to fix. And that is a level of rebuke that can actually bring some kind of change. So constructive criticism is only useful if it, uh, uh, it identifies the core issue and it helps the person see where it is and what it is they can do to change about their behavior. And only after all that does it say, Vayichar af Hashem bam And Hashem just demonstrated his anger, and he left. That anger was important so that they recognized this was something serious. And that's why we will always get angry officially, right? You know, besides our lack of self-control. But officially there is a point in getting angry where you have to demonstrate that this is something serious. It's severe and needs to be taken seriously. And Hashem did that, but it happened in the end. That's when it needed to happen, and it would, earlier it would have just made the whole rebuke a worthless exercise, because they wouldn't have been able to learn, they wouldn't have been able to listen. And even though we're talking about uh, Miriam and and Aaron, so so this is is just a uh, it's just fascinating when you think about it, and you think about how we can model after that our own whenever we try to rebuke to see to it that no anger is communicated in the rebuke. Uh, that the rebuke is respectful, you, you take the other person's needs and sensitivities in mind so that they should be able to listen to you and to then cut to the chase, to the point of where it is that they can fix something and not just say, okay, it was a mistake, but to recognize there is something that can be improved upon and then your rebuke can actually accomplish something other than just venting. Now, that being the case, we go back now to the beginning of the parasha where Kal was not given all this uh, nice form of rebuke, and rather they were given a very swift judgment. So there, there too, um, the the, the Chacham explains, and he says that Kal were initially told by Moshe Rabbeinu that they made a mistake, And they didn't demonstrate any willingness to listen at all. They had no interest in listening, no interest in changing, no interest in participating in the rebuke process. Once they refused any interest in rebuke, so then it immediately skipped to the punishment. HaKadosh Baruch engages in rebuke, it gives you a chance to hear a rebuke, but if a person doesn't want it, so then they lose that chance. So the difference between the beginning of the parasha and the end of the parasha is that rebuke is something that Akash Baruch will do. And HaKadosh Baruch does it in the most respectful and the most l- way that a person, the greatest people on earth, will be most likely to listen and to hear, which applies to every one of us. And everybody is accorded that chance and everybody is given that opportunity, but if the, you refuse it, then HaKadosh Baruch moves on to the next step, which is then the punishment, which is another form of rebuke. It has its own power and, its own, and it has its own tachlis. It, it accomplishes what it, it needs to accomplish. So in any case, it's just a, a powerful lesson for us that we ourselves should make sure we get the message when Hashem does communicate rebuke to us because Hashem doesn't talk to us, but He uses similar methods respectfully and trying to bring to our attention what our failings are so that we can improve. And if we have to criticize other people, we should use the same method that Akadosh Baruch used for Aaron and Miriam as well. Have a good Shabbos and a, and a good night.